Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joe Adams, so let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and welcome him in. And Joe, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I feel good. How you guys doing? I'm glad you guys got me on here. Yeah, well, it's great to have you on, man. And I know that uh, it's been a few years since uh, we've had, or I think just maybe two years since we last had you on. But uh, we'll just start right here with what's going on in your life. We know that, of course, football's still a big part of your life and what you've been doing. So just kind of tell us what you've been up to the past few years. Uh, I actually was coaching. I took this past year off because I just had my first son, well, my first child, period. Um, so I've been a father this last year. I've been letting my wife travel nurse, so I've been kind of traveling the world with her. Well, Joe, let's take you to uh, some of your Razorback playing days before we actually talk about this year's team. What What are some of the moments that stand out to you? Now, we know the punt return is something that's held in high regard, so if you can give us some things outside the punt return because that's the one that stands out to most people. Uh, I would say, um, I would say my touchdown against Auburn, that went for 98 yards. I would say, uh, us going down to Georgia, beating Georgia in their house. Um, I would say the LSU touchdown down Little Rock for us to steal the game. Um, it's a lot of moments. Actually, the uh, LSU game early at halftime when Malatuda has to, uh, Hamilton right before half. Um, it's just so many different moments, man. The ca- I mean, the Cotton Bowl game where me and Jerry had a good going away game to kind of steal last year. There's just so many different games in there, man, as you can call out. I'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Joe, actually, the, the first play you mentioned, I, I was always curious about because I was a student up there at the university when, well, just the same time you were, and I remember in that play against Auburn, you it's almost like you lined up an I formation. It was just a pitch you took for 92 yards to take it to the distance. Had great blocking by Chris Gregg oh, down yeah. there. But my question was like, I don't think we ever saw you lining up a halfback ever again. Like it was just like you knew that one play was going to work. You got you a touchdown yeah. and you were done. Like is that a common thing or is that the only time you lined no, up at the running back? No, I actually lined up a running back a lot at the, the first we played New Mexico down in Little Rock. So coach let me play a little bit more running back that game. And he told me that year that he was going to let me play a lot more, which, I mean, you see that we didn't do that many formations to me in running back. But, I mean, I wish he would have let me play more running back because, I mean, I was actually – I played every position in high school. So, I asked that I play a little DB too, but I, he was just so happy to have me a receiver and, you know, the threat that I could be there that I guess he didn't want to lose me in the other position. So, you did bring a lot to the receiver position, but also as a returner, what what's the key to being a great punt returner? Because we see a lot of players that they they are returners, but they don't necessarily have that same type of success. So what's the key to being a great returner? Uh, you always gotta have good eye coordination. So practice eye coordination for this one practice, and one was one of the major things uh, coach told me, and it just stuck with me how we do it. You gotta make the first guy miss, which I know you gotta wait the first couple guys missing. After that, you got great field vision, and you got guys that are willing to lay their body on the line and block for you. I mean, you can pretty much have a chance to return anytime somebody punches you the ball. Yeah, we've seen a lot of rule changes also in college football, and some on the special teams side of things too. And 
uh, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, you had a chance where ever you caught the ball, you had guys coming right at you trying to get a big hit on you. So just knowing that the changes have, have gone on, did you like what do you make of that? And, you know, if you were playing in today's college game, would you still be able to have the same success given how they're trying to take almost special teams plays away at a lot of places? Uh, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, in the CFL, they kind of have, like, a bubble where they allow you to catch it. So, I think the league's kind of moved to that where guys is not coming blazing down the field and just hitting you in the face. They kind of got to allow you more room and stuff to make a, uh, a guy miss. But uh, I think I would have still had some success because, I mean, once the ball is in my hand, you still got to make the play after that. So. Is there one that comes easier as far as punt return, kick return? Now, it seems like – with kick return, you have a little bit more space to work with, but is is there an advantage to one over the other? I would say punt return has an advantage over kick return because punt return, you still got the offensive line out there in most spots. Well, not offensive line, but you still got some of your bigger guys out there that are not as fast, not as nimble, agile. They could make some of those break down open field tackles. So on kickoff, you kind of got more of your field guys flying down there. That's kind of, you know, they're a little more agile. They can be make some of those tackles, so I think punt return is a little ahead. Well, Joe, when you are on those punt returns, too, was there ever a time that you were kind of laughing within yourself when the ball was in the air on a pump being like, this idiot is actually kicking to me? Like, you know, because it's kind of like people, like, try to do, oh, maybe kick away from because we see that a lot of times and, and with some great returners and everything, but whenever they kicked it to you, did you get a little, almost like a smile on your face when it's in the air, like, oh, yeah, here, yeah this, this was a mistake by them? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, before the games, I was, you know, you go out and you catch punts, and I would always kind of see the other coaches, and they, we would chop, we, we would exchange words, and they would let me know we we not kicking you the ball this game. And I mean, for most of the games, they not to kick me the ball, but I think the Kansas State bowl game, he, they said they weren't gonna kick me the ball, and so I guess the punter ended up kicking the ball. He was supposed to kick it out of bounds, but he didn't kick it out of bounds. And I actually scored on that, and the coach was mad because I actually talked to some of the guys after that years later. And, yeah, I was like, what did y'all mean to put me the ball? He was like, no, man, we did not mean to put you the ball. So. Coach Petrino being a great offensive mind, what are your thoughts on him and what he brings to the table as the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M? Man, I mean, the game is excellent to know, and he's a great guy of knowing how to get – formation that he wants and knowing how to get the matchups he wants. So, I mean, he still don't – they him still still be able to put up points because, I mean, it's a spread league pretty much now. People are trying to move to that league. So, I mean, I think he's still going to be able to put up points. But hopefully they'll put up no points on us. <laughs> Well, Joe, too, and going back to, you know, the wide receiver core that you were around, you know, we were just discussing some of the great wide receivers. Like Traylon Burks was a great one here recently for Arkansas, and there's been a few uh, key pieces. But uh, for for you and Jarius and Greg and Kobe, just in the wide receiver group there to play together, and, of course, you had uh, Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson throwing you the ball. How how great was that for each and every one of you to not only be great wide receivers but also be surrounded by great wide receivers to open up the, the lanes a little bit more for you? Uh, that was one of the kind of the reasons we chose to stay at home and kind of open it back up. And we knew that with Mallard and Coach Petrino coming, they were bringing that spread offense that teams in the SEC really didn't use. So, I mean, it was going to be an opening for all of us to pretty much get balls throughout the game, not just blocking and being a downfield uh, decoy. So, I mean, it was more open for whoever was going to be the match at their game, and we always decided to do our best to get each other open and make sure that we was doing our job. 
Now, Coach Petrino is also known for his work with quarterbacks. Now, it's one thing to have talented quarterbacks like Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson, but uh, he seems to bring the best out of every quarterback that he works with. So does he make it easy? Does his system make it easier for the quarterback or the receiver, or is it kind of a combination simply because they're working together? Uh, I think his system makes it easy for anybody, offensive linemen, all that, because, I mean, it's a lot of different schemes that you use, that they use in the NFL. So, I mean, it actually opens your mind up to actually see coverages better and know how to get to different holes or know which matchup you need to get to in an audible. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an offensive system. So, if you're an offensive player and you want to, get the ball and stuff, you want to actually play an offensive system like this and then have a coach. Well, Joe, we just got a couple minutes with you, so I'll go ahead and uh, end it with this uh, with this deal. First off, on that punt return against Tennessee, I'm curious, if you're scrolling Instagram or TikTok or on Twitter or something like that and you see someone posting that clip again, do you immediately stop and watch it or do you say, hey, I've seen this enough, I, I move on to the next one? Like, you know, I'm just too big for it. I mean, it was a, a big moment for me and for Nate. So I was just glad that I was a part of that. So it's more like when people say something to me, they can tell me what they were doing or where they was at. So it was one of those big type moments. So I just like to hear what people were doing and how they felt about it and what was going through their mind when I was running the play. So it's loud. I, get a, I do get a chuckle out of that. Yeah, I mean, I know everybody had a crazy reaction. Also, too, on that play, also the Auburn play we talked about, when you scored a touchdown, we'll call it a celebration, but you just crossed the, the goal line a little bit and put the ball down and walked away. Where did that come from? Why, why did you have that reaction to scoring? Uh, at that time, you know, you couldn't really celebrate. So um, I didn't want to get a penalty, and I didn't want to come to Trino all on my back. So I just set it down. Because, you know, I actually in my mind, I wanted to punt it in the sand because that moment was so big. I just wanted to keep it going. But I just set it down and, you know, walked over to the sideline and joined it with the teammates. Uh, and a lot more restraint than I would have after a play like that, I can tell you that. So, hey, but Joe, man, we really appreciate you joining us, man. Have, have a great fall and always good to catch up with you. And good luck and congratulations yes, on your newborn son. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you all for having on me and having me on here. And I also, I want to, uh, Actually, give a shout out to uh, Alex Collins on his recent passing. Man, he wore number three too, so I just want to keep his name and say hi to everybody.